Spiritual Conversations with Children. That's just not a title to a book I've read, it's also a conversation we should have with our children daily. What do spiritual conversations sound like? And how can we engage with our children in that sacred conversation? Let's talk about it. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Recently, I was privileged to have Dr. Lisa Miller in the podcast. And if you missed it, please listen to the two-part interview, episode 160 and 161. Dr. Miller states that the scientific community used methods that proved that approximately 21% of our DNA is spiritual. Every time I read that or hear it, it's just so shocking and surprising to me. I'm so thankful that the scientific community is finally catching up to what we already know. We are hardwired for spirituality. Isn't that just so incredible? After all, God said we are created in his own image. So it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Since we are hardwired to be connected spiritually, it's best to know how to lead our children and help them grow in their spiritual journey. From a very young age, they are spiritually connected to the Creator. And if we don't encourage the use of their spiritual muscle, that muscle will atrophy. The muscle will no longer work and will waste away. Perhaps. This is why some adults will say they felt closer to God as a child than as an adult, and now they feel further from his presence. They lost the spiritual connection they once had. Do you remember talking to God or to Jesus when you were a child? Maybe you asked him for help with your homework or that your team would win the soccer game. Maybe your prayers centered around uh, making sure your family had food and shelter. I know mine did. Perhaps you prayed to God thanking him for something that happened, like getting an A on that hard exam or getting the gift you always wanted for your birthday, or maybe even something more serious, like a family member being healed from cancer. Childhood can be very scary for children as they are learning what is real, what is meaningful, and who they can trust. I just finished reading the book, Spiritual Conversations with Children, written by Lacey Finn Borgo. If you haven't read this book, I highly suggest you do. I will have her also on the podcast to dig deeper into her spiritual wisdom, her experience, and her practical and beneficial suggestions. Lacey writes in her book that spiritual formation is developed through three formative influences, outside influence, genetic predisposition, and human choices. So our outside influence is from our family dynamic, our circle of friends, or our church family. And genetic predisposition is our DNA that is passed down from our parents. For example, some people are predisposed to the gene that contributes to alcoholism. We now know 21% of our DNA is spiritual. Every time I say that, I just get excited. And the third influence is human choices. And these are the three principal ways children receive spiritual formation, again, from the outside influence, genetic predisposition, and our own human choices. So what are some of the ways we can engage children in spiritual conversation? How can we help their spiritual muscle become strong and effective, keeping them connected to God? It is suggested that the parent or caregiver creates a physical and spiritual space. 
You can sit on the floor or maybe in their bed at night with them or even at the dinner table, wherever a child feels more comfortable talking about spiritual things. Shifting some power to the child by giving them the choice of where they want to hang out and talk helps them feel comfortable and receptive to hearing and learning, right? They, they want to be able to be comfortable where they are when they're talking with you. Some children may be more comfortable talking about God and Jesus while playing a game. And this type of engaging environment allows there to be an element of fun. When children feel the conversation is not pressured and it flows easily, they're more likely to engage in the conversation and share their thoughts and feelings. On a side note, episode two of season one, I discuss how to find out what is your child's best learning environment. And please extend me grace in those early episodes. I was just learning how to find my conversational voice over my teaching voice. But I'm happy to say that even if my delivery wasn't perfect, and sometimes it still isn't, the information is always beneficial. Sometimes children need tools to help them describe what they are feeling or thinking. On Amazon, you can find a mood flip book or how do I feel spinning wheel and emotional flashcards. You can even make a homemade happy or sad tool. All you need is two rulers, two pieces of paper, cardstock works best, a marker, and either glue or tape. And you cut the two large circles out of the paper and draw a happy face on one and a sad face on the other and glue them to the rulers. When you ask your child, how does this make you feel? They can use these two rulers, the happy face or the sad face, to express their feelings. Lacey discusses in her book how she uses small, smooth rocks and paints a symbol on each rock that represents what the child is feeling, such as a heart or a tear, a smile. The child picks up the rock depending on how they feel. Then the child is asked, why did you pick that rock? Can you explain why you feel this way? These stones are called listening stones and can be used as a tool to open sacred conversations with our children. Lacey also talks about how you can use prayer beads and other tools to help children open their hearts and minds to engage in spiritual conversation. I am looking forward to sharing with you all of Lacey's amazing wisdom and techniques when she comes on the show. If you have any supplies or tools that you use at home to help your child express their emotions, please share them with us. We love hearing about different learning techniques. And as I've said before, and as you know, every child has a different learning style. When children are sharing their feelings as best as we can, we should let the Holy Spirit guide them and not try to direct their questions or comments. As parents, we want to jump in and explain what they're feeling or help them express their feelings. I know I did that with my children. And really, we need to be patient, right? the best thing we can do is to offer open-ended questions. For example, we can ask, how does that make you feel? Why do you think you feel that way? Can you explain? Or we can simply repeat what they're saying so they know that we heard them. It is good for them to hear back what they are saying in case they want to clarify or add something. And it feels good when we know someone is truly listening to what we have to say. When asking questions, it's best to start with the word will. Will you tell me about a time that you felt close to God? Will you tell me the story of the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? 
Will you tell me a story of the time when you felt safe or scared? Children are more likely to share when they feel they are in control by using the word, will you? We're asking them. We're not demanding from them. When your child speaks to you or answers your questions, pay attention also to their body language. This will tell you what they are saying without even saying a word. I know when my husband is irritated, even when he doesn't say he is, I can tell he is by his body language. When they become silent, stay in that moment. Don't try to fill it with words or actions. Let them ponder and gather their thoughts. Pay attention to how you respond and try not to show judgment or surprise and instead exhibit understanding and compassion and acceptance for what they're saying and what they're sharing. They'll be more likely to share more if you do that. Before you speak, take a deep breath and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with understanding and wisdom. I do this all the time for many things. This will help you speak words of wisdom that flow from your heart and not reply with a knee-jerk response. This is something we should all do daily, right? I've said this in previous episodes, but it's worth repeating. Use wonder statements. Children love to wonder, what if? What if God was standing next to me in the flesh? How would I feel? What would I say? I wonder what the Holy Spirit is saying to you now. Also, you can help your children learn how to ask God questions, to sit still and listen for his answer. They could ask God, how you doing, God? Or, hey, God, do you get tired of working so hard? They could tell God maybe about their day. Hey, God, I really love playing with my new friend, Jimmy. Or give thanks for the wonderful day they had. Or ask for tomorrow to be a better day if it was a hard day for them. And ask them to sit and listen to God speak to them or his spirit. Always make sure not to interject what you think. This is a time for them to learn how to connect with God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit. Holy listening can be referred to as our time spent with our children in prayer or holy discussion. This is a spiritual moment where we help to connect our child's hearts and minds to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's not a time to discipline or to talk about how to fix a problem. Lacey states, when we create a space where a child can talk about their experience of God, we help to lay down a neurological footprint in the brain that helps the child to identify and therefore experience the spirit in the future. After the sacred time together ends, make sure to bless your child. I always made the sign of the cross on their forehead and I would say, May God bless you and keep you safe in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I still do that today to my adult children, and they will do it back to me. Lacey talks about the blessing balm that Leanne Handley came up with. She blesses the children by drawing a cross on top of their hand with a little lip balm and says to the child, God loves you very much, and God is always near. Or, keep looking and listening and talking with God. Such a cute idea, right? I think kids would get a kick out of that as well. I will include the link for Lacey's book, Spiritual Conversations with Children, and a link to her Spiritual Growth for Children guide. Also, the Companion Center offers classes for those who want to learn more about spiritual development in children. If we wish for our children to continue to have a meaningful relationship with God, 
in which their body, their feelings, their thoughts, and their social makeup encounters God daily. It's best to nurture this connection when they are young and they are spiritual sponges that have not become fully contaminated by the germs of earthly wisdom. Wouldn't you agree? As always, we tie everything back to the Word of God. Matthew 19.14, Jesus says, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of heaven. And Isaiah 54.13 states, All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. May the Lord continue to teach our children. May his Holy Spirit transform their hearts and minds. And may we be the tools in the hand of the Father to achieve his will for our sons and our daughters, or should I say his sons and daughters. We have so many resources at RaisingChristianKids.com. I hope you will check it out, and I hope you will share with others the news of our podcast. This is how we all work together as the body of Christ to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.